0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Up In Flames. It's been a little minute. I know it's been like a week. I always say it's been a minute. I got to figure out what I'm going to talk about. You know, it's getting... Do I want to talk ball and talk March Madness? Do I want to talk NBA? But we've had so many transactions in the NFL. And you know, when I first started the podcast, I had my guy, my brother, on. And and we broke down, what, every conference, if I'm not mistaken, every division in every conference. It just kind of seemed what their season is going to be like. So I brought them back Because he's a huge Raiders fan. They made a huge transaction. And the AFC West kind of loaded up in itself. So it was only right to bring him back and kind of just, this is going to be an NFL-centric podcast. So I appreciate everybody uh, for tuning in and listening. So we'll be back right after this. What's good, everybody? Like I said, we are back, and this is back to where it all started. When I first launched my podcast, I had my guy on what countless episodes when I first started. He was a uh, what we call old, reliable, old faithful to jump on and talk football. I got my guy Hefe in the building. Hefe, what's going on, bro? What's up, bro? Glad to be back. Glad to be back. Yeah, one hundred percent. We've been talking about this for forever. So I just, just for the audience, just to give y'all a little bit. I've been drinking. He's been smoking. We're a little bit under the influence. Don't worry about this. You know, this is back to where it all started when it started, you know, uncut a little bit. You know, we might say some things don't cancel up at things. You know, at the end of the day, you know, I do great shows. But I wanted to talk football. So, Jefe, I'm going to go. You know, it's been a minute. I haven't talked football uh, since the Super Bowl. So, there's been so many transactions, so many things. But I want to start by going to the AFC West because that's where all the action is happening. Russell hmm. Wilson to the Denver Broncos. So before I get into my thoughts, you are you are a Las Vegas Raiders fan. The minute you heard Russell Wilson was going to, to Denver, what was your initial thoughts? I think it was just
1: like everybody, bro. We was kind of, you know, kind of shocked. Um, however, I wasn't I wasn't too shocked because if you kind of go back to even when the rumors kind of started about what, like two years ago, Denver was always one of those teams that it was supposedly hand picked on that list initially from the rip. So I know the Raiders were mentioned for a while. I know Denver was being mentioned, uh, floated around for a while. I think the Jets or the Giants, one of those two was being kind of floated around. So I I wasn't a hundred percent shocked to see that trade go down specifically to Denver. However, I was more so just caught off guard because I wasn't expecting it to actually happen. I actually, I kind of kept, and I know I'm probably going to – you know, some of the Raider fans are going to kind of go, Carr this, that, whatever. But I kind of was thinking that the Raiders might have been one of the dark horse teams to actually land Russ. Because, I mean, you trade Carr or you trade him, you know, to Seattle plus a pick or trade Carr away four picks and then, and then use that capital for, for Wilson to actually kind of make sense. And, 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 you know, Wilson fits in that – in the Raiders' philosophy of wanting to move the ball downfield and whatnot. But back to the actual trade, I mean, I, I, it was just <clears> – <throat> It was just kind of frustrating to see the news of them, of them getting him because it, it just made the AFC West like, you know, it just it threw them in the mix. Now we had the Chargers had just had just done their moves, and you know they catapulted them to what I think probably the you know the the class of the AFC West on paper. So um, <clears throat> you know the Chiefs are already there. So when Denver made that trade, I I just told myself like, fuck, you know they they. That's their move. That's their chess move. You know, they're they're in the mix. They're you know they're in the conversation, and and the Raiders were kind of getting le- left in the dust because everybody in the AFC West was making moves, and and you know we were kind of just in the background, just eating dust. So <clears throat> my initial thought was just fuck, like the Raiders. Now it's their chess move. You know it, and 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 it was just it was just it was just that that chess move from Denver saying hey this you know this is it. This, our, our gauntlet has been thrown on the ground. What's your next move? So my initial my initial reaction was just more frustration of damn. Now we got to worry about Denver too.
0: Yeah, I mean for me it was for me it was like it was breaking news, obviously, and and I reacted the same way everybody reacted was like I can't believe they let the AFC West load up like that. Like when you're talking about a division where we might be having the conversation that Derek Carr could be the worst quarterback in that division, I think you got a hell of a division. I mean we're talking about four probably top 10 quarterbacks in in, in a division. Like, Derek Carr's probably borderline top 10. I think he's in that. He's right there with Dak. Uh, you know, I know people hate on Kirk Cousins, but, like, he kind of gets the job done with Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. So, even still, like, you're talking about that borderline top 10, and then, obviously, like, Russell Wilson is top 10, Justin Herbert is top 10 in pretty much everybody's eyes, and so is Patrick Mahomes. So, when I first heard that, I'm like, well, wow, like, the AFC – West is absolutely loaded. It's going to be a dogfight. What's Kansas City's next move? What what are the Raiders going to do? Like, are they going to make a big decision somewhere? Offensively, you know, offense wins games. And so we'll get into kind of the Raiders chess moves here in a second. But when I saw Russell Wilson went to Denver, then I started listening the next day to everybody's reaction. So I want to get your thought process on, like, did Russell Wilson go to a team and have better weapons than he did in Seattle?
1: That's that's a real interesting question, bro. Because um, what was what was Seattle's knock? You know, while while Russell was there, the O line sucks. You know, the the running game, like you know, it's it's been there at times. Like it, like I think what two years ago they led the NFL in total rushing yards <clears throat> from a team standpoint. You know, <clears throat> and then they had Tyler Lockett, they had DK Metcalf. You know. It's, it's kind of weird because they like both teams are kind of similar on um, almost on paper now mind you Denver does have a better defense but <clears throat> offensively like on that side of the ball Russell's going to be playing i mean look at Denver they do i mean they just got rid of Noah Fant which was kind of a shocking part of the deal cuz i thought you know he was going to be a major factor in that offense but they have Jerry Judy. you know they have um old boy uh Cortland Sutton you know like they both kind of been having a little bit of issues of staying on the field but they do have some upside on the offense side of the ball there. And I know, um, I think they cut the kid from Penn state, uh, Deshaun Hamilton, I believe they cut him. Um, so, I mean, I, I do think Denver will be looking to at a third receiver <clears throat> um, just because, you know, like you were saying offense wins games and, and it seems like in the AFC, like, in football in general, not even the AFC West, so you're going to have to have three or four horses in that stable to be able to, you know, to keep you in the race. So, um, I I don't I don't know. I don't know what Russ is going to be in Denver in the sense of. Is he going to make them, you know, is he going to transform that offense, which I mean, you would think that he would because, you know, he is he is a top 10 quarterback. A lot of people were saying that Russ isn't a top 10 quarterback because of of the seasons he's had the last two years. You know, he has been hurt. He has had some issues with the offensive line. But people are forgetting what Russell Wilson was and. He was probably a borderline, if not a solidified top five quarterback prior to probably these last two
0: seasons. Yeah, I mean, when I so when I look at Denver, I don't think they I don't think he went to a team with better weapons. Does Denver have a better offensive line? Yeah. Is it definitive? Like it's definitively better, but did is it such an upgrade that like we should find that Russell Wilson makes Denver a Super Bowl contender? I don't think so. I mean their defense is good. Uh, you know, they, they, they have Bradley Chubb. They drafted Patrick Sertan, which makes that pick from last year. Look what a thousand times better essentially, because they went corner instead of trying to go quarterback last year. Uh, they could have got what Justin Fields. They could have got Mac Jones, but now that they have Russell Wilson, like, you know, they have their quarterback. They went corner and Patrick Sertan Jr. Had an amazing season as a rookie last year, but I just look at Denver and I'm like, is Jerry Judy, and, and it come down to the two receivers. I don't think Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton are better than D.K. Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett, prior to when he got hurt last year, was going on like a Cooper Cup-type rant. Like, like, he was having amazing games. You know, anybody who keeps up with fantasy football was like, they would have traded almost anything to have Tyler Lockett on their team with the pace he was going on. And then D.K. Metcalf, even though he was kind of quiet, you still know he was he was like a volcano waiting to erupt. Like even if he has fifty yards, sixty yards, like he's a hundred twenty and two to three touchdown game, you know type of receiver waiting to erupt a couple of deep passes for t- for TDs. It never changed the whole kind of aspect and outlook on uh, DK Metcalf. So, like you said, you know I said you know offense wins games. And I know, like, offense wins games, defense wins championships has been the motto for, what, football for years. But I think we're in a a stance where, like, teams realize, like, we got to have a quarterback. We got to put weapons around this guy or we're going to have no chance. I mean, look at what Matt Stafford and, you know, the L.A. Rams did. They upgraded that quarterback from Jared Goff. They brought in Odell Beckham Jr., you know, late in the season. And ultimately, that's what it came down to for the Rams to win the Super Bowl. And then you look at the Cincinnati Bengals, the other team that made the Super Bowl, like they found their guy at quarterback with Joe Burrow. And then the questionable pick going into the draft was drafting Jamar Chase over Peeney Sewell. But that kind of panned out because Jamar Chase had the greatest rookie year since what? We were a year removed from the greatest rookie season at wide receiver in Justin Jefferson. And then Jamar Chase tops that. We knew he was one of the best offensive players and so I think offense wins championships at the end of the day. So speaking of offense winning championships, and we're going to stick into the AFC West, Denver went and got Russell Wilson, Kansas city. We'll talk about that in a second with Kansas city, adding Juju Smith Schuster on a one-year deal, which was kind of expected just because like his name was tied to Kansas city last offseason, And we thought he was going to go to Kansas city last year. He ended up going to Pittsburgh for the same amount of money some of us thought he was crazy because, like, you you ultimately picked to play another year with Ben Roethlisberger as opposed to picking to play a year with with Patrick Mahomes. But we're going to talk about Devontae Adams going to the Las Vegas Raiders. So, obviously, you being a Raiders fan, when Devontae Adams got traded, and I talk to you all the time, so I know your initial reaction. When You know, when that news was leaked, I know how you felt about it. But then when the price tag came out that y'all paid for Devontae Adams, just what was your thoughts just about your Raiders and how competent they'll be in the AFC West now that they maybe have the fourth-best quarterback, but they arguably have one of the best receiving cores when you talk about Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, and Devontae Adams, and they still could go get a guy in the second or third round in a wide receiver-loaded draft. What was your thought process when y'all landed Devontae Adams?
1: excitement just like everyone else i think most raider fans that you meet deep down inside we kept we kept hearing these Devontae adams rumors like basically since the, uh the green bay season ended right right after the season ended oh Devontae adams you know what he's he, he can be franchised you know he's been vocal in the past along with Derek carr about potentially playing with his college quarterback again you know uh uh and, and there's been little cryptic you know little little comments here and there which just left the door open so all raider fans including myself we were like we kept telling people we're going to get Devontae, we're going to get Devontae, but it wasn't because of the confidence we had that we would get him. It was just more so because of, a, of the 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 slight possibility of it actually being true. Now, I don't think many Raider fans, if you know, hardly any, really thought that it was going to happen. I think it was just a pipe dream for us. It was one of those, you know, Madden type moves. You know what I'm saying? Where you just, it just, you just go and make it happen. And but when they announced it, um, like you say, me and you talk, you know, off 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 mic, off camera, like literally on a daily basis, where we're just either talking shit, or hey, what do we think about this? What do we think about that? And you know that I had been mentioning Devontae Adams. Look, he said this, he said that, whoop-de-woop. But when the trade was announced, I didn't I didn't really find out until about an hour after it happened because I was off, I was away from my phone when I opened it up and he was yo, y'all got Adams you know, uh, and, and other people texting me, yo, y'all got Adams. And, and, and I started, and I dove into it, started seeing <clears throat> my initial reaction was like, what the fuck did we just give up for him? Because, you know, Devontae Adams is probably the best wide receiver in football. Now I know the Cooper Cups out there and the JJs and, and this and that, but <clears throat> as far as the of, of overall body of work, since he's kind of coming to the league, he, you know, he's been up there. So, um, it was just, it was, it was excitement, man. I'm not going to lie. Like it just, when we got him, I was like, "Holy fuck! This is what Ziegler and Josh McDaniels were doing." While well, everybody was making all these moves, all these free agents were flying off the board, and it felt like we were just getting left in the dust. They were behind the scenes in the lab securing this deal. Now, apparently, Devonte Adams had grown wary and tired of Green Bay's lack of—I'm not going to say lack of interest or urgency—but they were, they. I guess they, I, my sense is they took a little too long to to court his services, and and I think he kind of he kind of saw that, you know, and he saw what Aaron Rodgers did, which that's a whole other topic that you've had discussed before about Aaron's uh, selfishness of, of, of allowing this to happen, but um, it, there were just been rumors, man, that I had told you uh had said, hey, look, there's a rumor that uh, Devontae just bought a $15, $20 million mansion in Vegas, you know, and, and it was one of those, it's either something or it's nothing, right? And, and, you know, there was a rumor that he was in Vegas and a rumor that he had already been talking to Carr behind the scenes, so it ended up it ended up being true. Like it ended up being that all these things that these rumors and reports that were coming out of people saying that he was unhappy and that the Raiders were very interested, it ultimately ended up being true. Now, as far as the draft capital, my initial thought in my head was we gave up this year's first and maybe next year's first, which is real steep because usually that's kind of a package that you start foundation as far as for a quarterback. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, and so that was my fear. However, once the kind of details kind of came out, when I saw that it was this year's first, and second, which we were already thinking about going wide receiver in the first. And there's nobody in this wide receiving class that's probably ever gonna amount to what Devontae Adams doing in his career, just statistically speaking. Um, I was okay with the capital. I mean, it was it's all-in type of move. It was not only a, a move of need, it was a, a it was a Raiders chess move to say, hey, we're also in the AFC West, we're also in this race, you know, th- this is this is our move now. Um, so I'm okay with the draft capital because ultimately you gave up a first and a second, which they're not guarantees. Also, now, mind you, Devontae Adams is not also a guarantee to come to Vegas and, and and put up the, you know, the numbers he was putting up. But just for the people who don't know, the last time that Derek Carr and Devontae Adams played together, Derek Carr led all college football in passing yards and touchdowns. Just to kind of throw that out there, that there is some great chemistry there. There is going to be some great chemistry there. And like you said earlier, Hunter Renfro in the slot, I mean, he I, – I, I, I know I'm biased, so I, I will – I, I will admit that, but I've been—we've been talking about how deadly Hunter Renfro's route running is. Why is he not con- the best in football route running? Why is he not top five? So, and then you add Darren Waller. Darren Waller is a, a dynamic, probably the second most dynamic tight end behind uh, Travis Kelsey as far as a, a threat down the field. And then the X factor here is going to be Josh Jacobs. It's Josh Jacobs, okay, if he could stay healthy, and if he could do his end of of, of the bargain, I think that offense—you can make an argument. That it's second behind Kansas City's. Now, I know the Chargers got Mike Williams, which I'm not that high on, but he did have a career year off a of contract year. You know, Austin Eckler is still there. He's, you know, real dynamic, top five, top ten in his position as far as the production. Um, and Justin Herbert, and then that goes to Denver. I think Denver probably has the worst offenses out of everybody in AFC West. Um, and then uh, third best offense, I'm, I'm going to go with the Chargers just because I think the Raiders have a little bit more of uh, uh, dynamic, um, and then and then Kansas City. So uh, it was just you know like ultimately all Raider fans across football. I don't care who you are, um, we we're excited, man. Like we you know we brought we got our guy home, you know, and 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 uh, that was our chess move. So hopefully you know it, it'll it'll pay off, and we'll see what comes from it. There's still a couple couple other guys out there that were kind of been linked to on the offensive side of the ball, but we'll see, we'll see.
0: Yeah, and I think I think it was a move once russell wilson went to denver i think it was a move the raiders had to make right like you you had to match like okay if we're gonna lack a little bit at quarterback and, and to say that you're lacking a quarterback in a division with Derek carr just goes to show you how outstanding the offenses have the possibilities to be if Derek carr is the fourth best quarterback then then that's an amazing division that might be the best offensive production division that we've ever seen and of course the, the, the factor is they're all going to beat up on each other. And so, like, in my head, I'm like, you know, this could be the first time because now that there's seven teams that go to the playoffs, this could be the first time that we see one division have every team in the playoffs. But then they're all going to beat up on each other. That's six games for each team, for Kansas City, for the Raiders, for the Broncos, and for the Chargers, where, like, the team across from you might be just as good as you, if not better, And, you know, that home and away factor is going to play a difference. And because all of y'all play each other home and away, guaranteed, I think it's going to come down to how you match up against everybody else outside of the division. But I felt like, you know, do the Raiders make this move if Russell Wilson doesn't come to Denver? I don't think so. But at the same time, we know Devontae Adams had a lot of interest in in playing alongside Derek Carr with them having played together in college. You know Derek Carr wanted that more than anything. Like, when you have your guy – there's nothing better than the link back up with your boy, and so I think Derek Carr like looked at that and probably looked at the front office of the Raiders and was like, "Hey, bro, like y'all see what's going on?" Like the Packers, to me, and we'll get into that. We'll 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 go ahead and get into that. I think the Packers disrespected Devontae Adams, and and I know it came out that they eventually offered him the money, the same type of money that the Raiders offered, but it was the fact that they didn't offer him that type of money right away. Aaron Rodgers was a who's the quarterback, he wanted to be the highest paid. He was so concerned about being the highest paid that he didn't make sure that his guy ate. And so when you look around, and I know we talk about, like, even Dak, you know, Dak got paid the $40 million, and you're like, man, that's going to probably come back and bite Dallas in the butt because we had to let go of Amari Cooper and, and multiple other players, and I'm not even going to get into Dallas. I don't even want to talk about Dallas right now. But, you know, you talk about when your quarterbacks get paid that that – they have to, you're going to have to cut ties elsewhere. And so that's where Green Bay, and I think what screwed up the talks was that on France, when it was time to franchise tag Devontae Adams, they franchise tagged them thinking like, okay, we'll get a deal done. And then Christian Kirk signs for $18 million with the Jacksonville Jaguars. And if you want me to be honest, I think that and nobody will ever come out and say it. But I do think that was the difference in Devontae Adams and his personal asking price. Okay, you know, you saw Chris Godwin get paid 20 mil. He's arguably wide receiver, too, uh, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But when you see Christian Kirk, who might have been the fourth best wide receiver in Arizona, get paid 18 million dollars. Well, if that guy's getting 18, I felt like, you know, and I told you, Devontae Adams price just went up to 25 at least. And then we were hearing reports that he wants about $30 million a year and this and that and, and Aaron Rodgers kind of got his and then was like, if there's scraps on the table left for my guy, then I want him to eat, but he's not going to eat at the expense of my plate, and so that's why I think everything went wrong because Green Bay tried to okay, we'll pay him and we'll give him the most money for a wide receiver, but we still won't give him what he wants because we gave Aaron Rodgers what he wants, and like to invest in a quarterback and a wide receiver could be detrimental to a team if you don't think you can win now. And and so with Green Bay losing, having been the best team in the NFC and losing in the in the second round against uh, uh, the 49ers, and we could point fingers at whose fault it was, but with Devontae Adams being the guy, being Aaron Rodgers' guy, being the one reason why that offense is potent, being the one reason why Aaron Rodgers was able to get back-to-back MVPs, I felt like they should have been just as eager to get, to feed Devontae Adams as they were to feed Aaron Rodgers, because as great as Aaron Rodgers is, he has always had a deep wide receiver core. I mean, he had... Donald Driver, Greg Jennings, Jordy Nelson, you know, multiple tight ends, like, and I know everybody says, like, oh, Aaron Rodgers doesn't have a whole lot of weapons, and that's as of a couple of recent years, and they decided to go Jordan Love instead of getting him another wide receiver, but where, where we thought they could have got Ter- Terrace Marshall Jr., or, or or a type of player like that in the past couple drafts, but we can't act like Aaron Rodgers hasn't had enough to win a Super Bowl, like, To say that you're the best team in NFC throughout the regular season and you go 14 and 3, 13 and 4, like that's a Super Bowl type team. So don't tell me that the moves that the Packers haven't made, yeah, we might not have loved them on the outside looking in, but it still has made them competent enough to look like last last season, this was their year. Like we thought Green Bay was going to go to the Super Bowl and it was up to them to beat Kansas City or Buffalo. We didn't think Cincinnati would make it, so it was up to them in our mind going into the playoffs. It'll be Green Bay versus whoever, and we thought that whoever would be Kansas City or Buffalo. So when you think about, like, okay, you got Devontae Adams based off of kind of Green Bay's waiting and playing the waiting game, franchise tagging him and not offering him. What do you think about Aaron Rodgers basically essentially making sure his plate was full before he fed his guy? I think I
1: think he knew he knew he had the leverage. I think he knows he he has the leverage. I mean, it's it's um, in in a way like I told y'all too. Like I kind of feel like he knows that he has Green Bay in a hostage situation where they're going to do essentially whatever it is that he wants to do. Now, I don't necessarily blame Green Bay because you choose your franchise quarterback over your white, franchise wide receiver any any day of the week, right? Like if, if you really feel like that's your guy, and, and mind you, he's coming off a back to back MVP season. I get why Green Bay chose Aaron, right? I mean, that's your quarterback. However, I th- I do feel like not only could of Denver, or I'm sorry, Green Bay have shown more urgency with Devontae early on. You never know; he might have took less money had he had he been the priority right off. You know, right off, off. off you know, as soon as the season ended, uh, he could have took less money. He never. I don't think I've ever seen there's a record where he said, "Hey, you know, uh, I need to be the highest paid or, or or whatever, like to stay in Green Bay." You just never know. Now. On Aaron's, on you know, on Aaron's uh, uh, behalf, I feel like there's there's he could have done more to keep to keep his guy there. Not only could he have yes taken less money, right, which he, he could have done that. He could have also done what Patrick Mahomes did when he signed that extension. He could have deferred that money to not kick in till let's say the following year. That way, there's enough cap left for this year to get you know X and X players signed. He could have done that. He could have deferred that money, um, kind of how. Devonte did this year. He's not getting paid those twenty-seven million dollars a year. He actually got that as a, he structured it in agreement with the Raiders to where he, I think, the cap hit for this year is only eight point five million. So, you know, there's there's just stuff that you could do to to work around the cap, and and, and everybody could have. He could have taken less money. He could have restructured his deal and deferred some money to the you know next couple of years. It, it, you know, he could have done that. He could have he could have talked to Devonte himself upon the season and He was like, "Hey, dog, look, I'm trying to get the bag." But I'm gonna make sure that you, you know, that that we can try to get you as much as it is that we can, and maybe you might have to work with me a little bit here. Let you know I'm, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna leave some on the table so that you can take it and vice versa. There's just so much things that could have been done to to avoid what happened. But Green Bay, you know, they they sat on their ass and they were kind of being held hostage by 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 uh, uh, Aaron and and you know at that point the marriage was over. You know, De- Devontae wanted a divorce irreconcilable differences. And that's what the Raiders swooped in. You know, they link the EMs, the DMs, and they, they they then told Devontae, hey bro, you know, like what's up, big head? You know, and and and, and, and it was it was just it was just the 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 disease was already planted. It was just he was gonna leave. Um but I, I also understand Green Bay's aspect of it, you know, that they, they chose their quarterback now. Now that he, Devontae is gone, you look at Green Bay and I'm kind of looking at them like, whoa, like what what do they really have over there? You know, they got AJ Dillon and they got uh, Aaron Jones. Um other than that, like who who's on that, you know, who's on that receiving receiving end of it. Now they do have two first-rounders now and and there's uh, some pretty pretty good receivers coming out this year in the first and second round, so they could re up in that sense, but it just it was just handled fucking terribly. It was handled terribly on Aaron's behalf. It was handled terribly Terribly on Green Bay's behalf, and Devontae got his feelings hurt, and he wanted to leave and go play with his boy. and And I'm glad we got him because um, we've been lacking, we've been lacking a, a true, you know, impact receiver, and we never really got a chance to see what uh, what the Devontae deal is now is just put us on the map, and and uh, it's refreshing to see a, a Raiders front office operate this way because we've been operating. Essentially, under a dictatorship since Al Davis bought the team, Al Davis bought the team. He, you, we already know the good and bad he did for the Raiders. Um, and it was his way or the highway. Hired John Gooden, which is also kind of a dictatorship type type of uh, a front office, and he kind of ran the fucking draft to the ground and 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 made some terrible decisions. But then now you get a Josh McDaniels and Ziegler coming over from New England. You're you're trying to see how they operate, which is a lot more competent to the rest of the league and not, you know, so, so focused on to one guy calling the shots and you're starting to see the Raiders actually operate like a, like most NFL franchises operate and that's making sensible, smart decisions and while taking some risks.
0: Yeah. And while you have, when you have the cap space to be able to make a trade, to get a guy like Devontae Adams, you got to do it. And especially when, like you said, like him, and, and Devontae Adams and Derek Carr have, you know, chemistry from playing together in college. So To me, that's like the biggest deal is that like, you know, there was interest from Devontae Adams. Like we kind of heard it like he never came out and said it publicly. But when rumors happen, there's some truth to every rumor. And so when you're seeing something about, oh, Devontae Adams is interested in linking back up with Derek Carr, like there's going to be some type of truth to that. Does that mean that it'll ultimately happen? Maybe not. But you still like there was still some type of truth to that. So I want to move to a player who hit the ultimate okey-doke, essentially. And, you know, you and me, we're we're in group chats, and we got homeboys who are invested into both of these teams, all three of these teams, essentially. And so I want to talk about Deshaun Watson because Deshaun Watson was linked to go to the New Orleans Saints, which means our guy Shane would have been happy, who's been on the show before. or And he was linked to the Atlanta Falcons, which means our guy, you know, Mac was going to be, you know, ecstatic about receiving him. And so that's what it came down to at the end. It was like Cleveland was out and they were trying to fix Baker Mayfield situation, which we'll talk about in a second after we talk about Deshaun Watson. But Deshaun hit him with the okie <laughs> him. Had the whole world thinking that, you know, Deshaun Watson was either going to New Orleans or Atlanta and it really looked like he was leaning to Atlanta. And he ends up going to Cleveland. So I want to get your thoughts because our guy Nick is—he has to be ecstatic, even if Deshaun Watson is suspended for six to eight games. He has to be ecstatic of the fact that they get Deshaun Watson. Not only do they have a competent quarterback, but they have a great quarterback. This guy, you know, is essentially, you know, arguably one of the one one of the top five quarterbacks. I think he's top five. Um, you know, I, I I think Deshaun Watson. Is is top five in uh in the NFL the last time we seen him, but obviously he he sat out for a whole year. So I want to get your thoughts with Deshaun Watson when it came out that he was going to Cleveland. What were your thoughts?
1: Oh, he's going in and out. You're on mute.
0: And of course, while we get him back on the show, Hefe, you're on mute.
1: Hefe,
0: <laughs> you're on mute.
1: Yeah. Um. It? Yeah, man. So my my initial thoughts were the same as everyone else. Like, holy shit, you know, where did where did Cleveland come from? Um, but at the same time, like, yes, I I, I thought New Orleans made made the most sense. Um, to to. For him to go to as far as like the roster on paper the defense is there you know um maybe potentially champagne comes back uh it's just uh i don't know man it, it ultimately the whole situation just felt kind of strange because we didn't really know what the sean was thinking we we on paper we knew what what nfl teams were thinking and the possibilities of him on here and him on there whatever it was just the sean was you know the, the the one that we didn't really know what was you know what he was thinking and so uh when the cleveland trade was announced I just came – you know, there's always that one team that comes out of fucking nowhere and, and comes from underneath the carpet and, and and swoops somebody away right from under the nose. Um, and so I was surprised, but, like, when I really started thinking about it, I was like, dude, Cleveland has an offensive line. They have a run game. They have a defense. They just got to get some some receivers there to them. So, I, I, like, if I'm a Cleveland fan, you're talking about the years and years and years of having shit at quarterback, and now you have
0: a top five quarterback you know, I don't care what we gave up for him. Of course you're excited. Yeah, and I look at Cleveland, and I'm like, okay, they can compete now. We know they have an all-world defense. Uh, we know they have, you know, they traded for Amari Cooper, which I think that's got to be the happiest person in the deal Amari Cooper because to know that I got traded to Cleveland and I'm going to have to play with Baker Mayfield is like, ah, okay, like, damn. You know, I was playing with Dak. Now I got to play with, you know, damn, Baker Mayfield. like that may be better, that may be worse, that may be the same. But if I'm Amari Cooper, there's a lot of unknowns. You've seen kind of Odell leave. You've seen Jarvis Landry. You know, they cut Jarvis Landry, and they're talking about bringing him back. And if I'm Jarvis Landry, I would go back. I know, like, maybe, I don't know how sour the situation went between Jarvis Landry and the Cleveland Browns front office or coaching staff, but if it was just like, hey, we cut you due to money situations, he was willing to play with Deshaun Watson in Atlanta. Like, he didn't pick a team because he was waiting to see what Deshaun Watson do did and they said it was lined up that Deshaun Watson was willing to go or that Jarvis Landry was going to travel with Deshaun Watson and go to Atlanta. So, if I'm Jarvis Landry and Cleveland comes calling and they're like, "Hey, we want you back, bro." Like, you know, we 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 cut you. We didn't think you fit with Baker Mayfield, but we think you're perfect alongside Deshaun Watson, then if I if if I'm you know, if I'm a if I'm Amari Cooper it, or if I'm Jarvis Landry, I'm like, hell yeah, I'm going back to Cleveland. Like, I'm going to go play with Deshaun Watson. I'm going to be wide receiver two alongside, uh, you know, I'm going to be wide receiver two alongside, um, uh, God, I, I, I'm stumbling over my tongue, sipping on sipping on that cognac a little bit, got me stumbling over my tongue. But if I'm Jarvis Landry, I'm going to be wide receiver two alongside Amari Cooper Uh, They got Donovan Peoples-Jones. Like, Cleveland has some pieces. They got Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb back there at running back. They got a top-tier, you know, offensive line. So I do think, like, Cleveland is ready to win now. They have a really good defense. They drafted Greg Newsom. You know, they have Denzel Ward. They're talking about bringing Jadavian Clowney back. So when I look at Cleveland, I have to be excited. My only pause is, like, am I excited for next season or is this a two-years-from-now move because we're waiting to see – What happens with Deshaun Watson as far as being suspended? Does he get suspended two games, four games, six games, eight games? Is he suspended for a whole season? So I think that's something that while we're watching him go to Cleveland, I think that's what we're all looking at is what's next for Deshaun Watson. Do you think Deshaun Watson gets suspended at all? If you can hear me, Hefe, do you think do you think Deshaun Watson gets suspended at all? Okay, so Hefe can't hear me, so so I'm gonna go ahead and you know we're we're, we're gonna close this show out. I have my guy Hefe on here, uh, you know, a little bit of technical difficulties. I appreciate everybody for tuning in. I appreciate everybody for listening. Make sure you go check out Up in Flames. We talk of football. We're gonna talk basketball here coming up on Dash Radio. So, on, on that note. You know, shout out to everybody. I appreciate you. Keep listening. Keep tuning in. Up in Flames is going on the up and up, and we're going to continue to bring fire. So on that note, Up and Flames is out.